Welcome to the Alem Talks podcast, where we bring leaders together to talk about Black life, Black leadership, Black learning, and Black lifestyle. We are your ultimate lunch break. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back. I told you we would come back. Welcome back to Alum Talks. I am your host, Dorothy Enriquez, and you're not going to believe who we have in the studio today. The one, the only, Nikki Purvis. She is Chief Equity Officer of the Office of Equity and Inclusion, and she is from the city of Milwaukee. Nikki, it is so good to see you. You look fabulous. Oh, thank you, Dorothy. Hey, now I like these glasses. Hey, now, hey. Okay, <laughs> Nikki, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us what's happening with this new role. And of course, congratulations. Well, first, thank you so much for that phenomenal introduction. I feel like a rock star. Yes, thank you, you are a rock star and a powerhouse. <laughs> thank you so much. So I'm really excited to be here today to talk about this new role, this new endeavor that the city has embarked on. Right. So I am Nikki Purvis, as you mentioned, I am the Chief Equity Officer. The Office of Equity and Inclusion is a very new office as of January 1st, 2021. It is essentially solidifying the city's commitment to addressing and doing our very best to eradicate and dismantle racism within the city government. Wow. And so that's a huge task. Absolutely. Are you nervous? I am cautiously optimistic. I like this. I'm cautiously optimistic. I think there is a certain degree of uncertainty mm-hmm. of whether or not we are going to see some transformational change, but I am certainly hopeful and optimistic that we will because I believe we have the right people in the right positions at the right time. And that includes you. That right people, me. right position. It does. Right time. Right time. Okay, Nikki. So as we dive into this conversation, I kind of thought it might be cool from your perspective to make sure that we're on the same page, right? And if maybe we could, from your perspective and the city's perspective, kind of clobber some definitions, right? And figure out, okay, what exactly do we mean when we say diversity? Just so that we're all on the same page. Sure. So Interestingly, I'm on this personal journey to really figure out what that means for me. Of course, we have these text definitions of what diversity means Mm -hmm. and that there's a variety of people, whether it's based on their socioeconomic status, whether we're talking about race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, disability, that there is a representation of all of those individuals and those ideas and thoughts that there's a full representation of those individuals that are at the table. Okay. That's what we'll use for today's discussion, just to make sure we're all on the same page. So continuing on building our vocabulary, what about equity? How are we going to define that today? So equity is really about what are the outcomes? Are they different? And when we're thinking about that diversity and trying to really ensure that there's a diverse group of people that are at the table, That's no longer a question. It's about being fair. It's about being just. And so that's the definition that we're using when we're talking about equity. Now, again, I'm still trying to figure out what that means for me personally. And I would also say that even from the city's perspective, because we're so 
fairly new in this journey, that it's going to take us some time to really determine and define what that means for us as an agency and an organization. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I feel like it's one of those, DEI is one of those journeys that it's a journey, right? We're always going on it. We're always transforming, learning something new. 20 years ago, it was not DEI. It was just D, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And then it was D and I, and now it's DEI. So it's this evolution that we're all on. So I, I really like that. And last but not least, as we build up our vocabulary, what about inclusion? So inclusion is about making sure that the outcomes are different. So when we look at the programs and policies, if you want different outcomes, you have to make sure that you have all of those diverse voices at the table. I'm a firm believer that you have to have all three working in sync with one another. You can't Mm -hmm. have inclusion without diversity and equity. You can't have equity without diversity and inclusion. And so they're all intermingled. And so when you're talking about inclusion, for example, if we think about vaccinations, Mm -hmm. we look at how that process was rolled out. Right. That administration was not thinking about diversity and making sure that all of those voices were included. So Mm -hmm. when we saw the outcomes of those that were vaccinated, it wasn't an inclusive group of people. Right. Because we didn't have all of those voices represented at the beginning. So there was no proactiveness on any front to make sure that we had different outcomes. And so that's how I define inclusion. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like Milwaukee started to maybe make a turn with how they were approaching vaccinations as the city saw how it was being rolled out in other cities and states? Absolutely. I absolutely do. Our health department has really been at the forefront, and I would say Milwaukee County as well, as really being some of the first municipalities and jurisdictions to recognize not only the vast disparities that existed for Black and brown people in the city Mm -hmm. when we looked at COVID cases, but also when we looked at the vaccinations and the underrepresentation of those that were most desperately impacted were not at the forefront and being included in that initial group of of vaccinations. Mm. So, I mean, because Milwaukee was leading the way, what did Milwaukee end up doing differently when it came to the vaccinations? So, and it's something that we're really working to have a greater impact on now, but it's really about finding a way to get to the community. Yeah. So we need to meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. Naturally, for whatever reason, and I think we all probably know some of those reasons, there's a huge mistrust with government. (laughs) Right. And, you know, there's a mistrust with vaccinations. Yes. So there's that. And and how do we address that? Mm -hmm. So there's been some marketing campaigns trying to elevate people of color to ensure that those that may have some hesitancy can see that other people are really comfortable with the vaccination and that there is value in it. It's life-saving. Yeah. If I'm speaking from a personal perspective, I was diagnosed with COVID-19. Really? And so for me, it wasn't a matter of do I trust the science or not? Mm Mm-hmm. I had to see for myself, understanding some of the challenges that I went through, I'm still going through with brain fog and the concern of, well, will I catch COVID again? Yeah. How do we share our personal journeys to make other people feel really comfortable to say that it really is okay to become vaccinated? Mm -hmm. And so we've tried to make sure that all of those voices are represented in the marketing and the outreach and 
setting up uh, vaccination sites at churches or small businesses or anywhere in the city that we could to really ramp up those vaccination numbers for people that desperately needed the most, in my opinion. Right. I mean, that's powerful, right? Because I think sometimes we might be thinking, I'm not getting that. I mean, I have no idea what the impact could be. But then when you find out someone had it and now they're saying, absolutely, you should, here's why, and they look just like you, I think there's power in that. So I have another question for you. When it comes to equity and inclusion, how would you describe the landscape in Milwaukee and Milwaukee proper? So there has been certainly a shift. And I want to make sure that I am respectful of all of the work of so many pioneers in this city Mm -hmm. that have done the work for years and are continuing to advance our efforts to dismantle racism. But I would say that especially after the murder of George Floyd and all of the other countless murders of Black people, especially Black men, Mm -hmm. that there has been, at least there seems to be a more authentic commitment to ensuring that we are making some transformational changes to ensure that we have a more equitable, a more fair and just society. And so over the last year, there's been quite a few appointments of chief equity officers right. or diversity officers. Yes. Black people are really popular, right? <laughs> Listen, it's good to be Black, okay? It's good to be Black. Right. So there seems to be really a more authentic commitment to that now. The challenge with that is how do you follow up with that? And so that's the task that I have before me within the city of Milwaukee is to say, okay, we have declared racism as a public health crisis. Mm. The mayor has put forth a policy statement and a mayoral directive directing all departments to ensure that we are using GEAR best practices, which is the government alliance on race and equity, because there's some proven techniques and tactics that other municipalities and jurisdictions across the nation have utilized to start this process. So we don't have to start from scratch. We don't have to recreate the wheel, but we have to start. We have to do something. And so that's where we are in the city of Milwaukee. And I am absolutely committed. The mayor is committed. The common council is committed to making sure that it's not just a checkbox that it's not, as some people use, a a token position, Mm -hmm. that we have to capitalize on this moment in our history to make sure that our outcomes are different, not only for us, but for future generations. Okay, Nikki. So look, I have so many questions. If you don't want to answer them, just tell me. So listen, so you've been saying dismantle racism, right? And in my mind, I feel like this country was built on racism. So in Little Milwaukee, we're one of the most segregated cities. Where do we even start? Because I think it feels like, because this is in the fabric of who we are as a nation, how does one city say, you know what? We want to change what's been going on for hundreds of years. What does that even look like to dismantle racism? And is it, Possible or is it more like aspirational? I don't know if we'll ever completely dismantle racism. As you mentioned, this didn't happen overnight. Right. It's been over 400 years. Yes. And so, but we have to all have a personal commitment Mm -hmm. to 
eradicating dismantling racism. And so it's not just one person's responsibility. Myself as the chief equity officer for the city, it's not just my responsibility. It's not just my staff's responsibility to work at it every day. It's everyone's responsibility. For sure. And there's certainly the understanding that not everyone is going to embark on this journey. (laughs) That, absolutely. And so we do our best to educate them and then we leave them where they are. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we stop trying, True. but we recognize that they're not in it to win it. Yeah, they're <laughs> going to do what they want to do. They're going to do what they want to do, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think that we have to have some level of optimism, some level of hope. And we're such a forgiving people that we are. I'm not sure. And I, let me just say that this is just me personally. I don't think we'll ever give up the fight. It's tiring. It's oh. exhaustive. Pooped to death, just super pooped. It's mentally draining to be Black some days. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to give up. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just going to be a continuous effort. It's going to be a continuous fight. These systems were built based on race. So we have to lead with race to start to tackle some of that. Oh, 1000% agree. Absolutely. I think when we try to lead with anything else, you're getting away from the bigger issue (laughs) for sure. So I have another question for you. So when it comes to dismantling racism and going on that journey, is there, again, because we've been like this for as long as any of us can remember, is there anything around helping the white counterparts and colleagues around their allyship, around their fragility, around their immunity? Is there any work being done there so that they can truly be part of the process? Yes. Ooh, do tell. So I can certainly share some of the journey that we've been on. And and again, just because this office is new doesn't mean that we haven't been engaged in the work. Mm -hmm. And so uh, one of the things that we're working on now, the city of Milwaukee has a racial equity action plan. Okay. And that plan was created by several members from varying departments within the city who participated in the Government Alliance for Race and Equity. It was a community learning group. And so part of their work was to create this racial equity action plan. Uh, Part of that is to look at ending disparities in city government. And so earlier this year, we started some racial equity leadership training. Mm -hmm. So we have been working with the YWCA to start at the top, to really start normalizing the conversation around racism and racial equity and what that looks like so that we could all, as we did today, start off with some general basic terminology to make sure that we're all in the same page. That. (laughs) But to also make sure that we create a space for people to really share their authentic and lived experiences. And one of the things that we found really valuable in the training is that just listening Mm -hmm. and not interrupting And just sitting with a person's lived experience, that story is really powerful and really sharing some tools and techniques for staff, especially the white staff that have participated in the training is to say, you just need to listen sometimes. You just need to show up and be present and not feel like you have to be defensive or Mm -hmm. that you have to have the answers, or you have to place the burden of dismantling racism on the Black staff. (laughs) That, 
that. You want me to solve that problem? Right. No. (laughs) That. No. No, of course not. No, of of course not. And so we're starting at the top. We'll be training our cabinet members. Mm -hmm. Um, Elected officials are participating in this training. But eventually, we'll be disseminating that to all city staff. Wow. And we'll have other resources available. Some departments are engaging in unconscious bias training. So departments have some flexibility to kind of define what that looks like, but it still needs to fall in alignment with our overarching action plan and really just to continue to work at it and, and figure out the best way for our allies to show up. Yeah. I mean, and so for those of us who live in Milwaukee, how do we keep up with everything that you're doing so that we can maybe have a pulse or is it like super secret? You know, (laughs) nobody gets to find out until it's all done. Like, how do we stay in touch with all this work that you all are doing? So the city is subject to open records. Okay. (laughs) So So it's not super secret. It's not super (laughs) secret. We certainly don't want it to be super secret. So there's a couple of ways. One, we of course have a website, but that. Not everyone is interested in reading a website. Okay. But our office's website will have information about our work. There's some data tools that are listed there. Okay. But also as part of our charge as it relates to when this office was created, uh, we're required to go before the a Common Council committee to provide quarterly updates. Oh, okay. And those quarterly updates will just provide some summaries about the work that we've been able to accomplish as we work to address racial equity and inclusion. The other part of that is community and public engagement. And so, again, it'll look kind of different for different departments because we are all on this journey together. Some things we'll do separately, but others we'll do collectively to make sure that we are able to provide our residents with the opportunity to provide feedback. But we're also available by phone. Oh, so we (laughs) can just call you. (laughs) You can. I'm not sure if I'll answer because I'm Uh mostly in meetings. (laughs) I'll do my very best. (laughs) Okay. But we can call the city and ask questions and gain insight. So, I mean, it's not lost on me. One of the things that really stands out, this has never existed before, right? Like, This position is brand new. It's not like you're filling in for somebody else's role who departed. What do you do first? What does this look like over the next 12 to 24 months? So that's a great question. As I mentioned before, there was a lot of work that was put into the creation of this office. This Mm -hmm. was part of our racial equity action plan from that that collective group of city staff that worked to put that plan together. And so... There is a framework that exists, but really it is about creating that infrastructure so that we can really be impactful and start to create some change. So there's some small wins that we've been able to accomplish, again, with the racial equity leadership training. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah, we also have a racial equity and inclusion leadership team that is comprised of representatives from each city department, and also most of our elected officials' offices. There's a representative that participates in that. And so our goal and our task is to implement our action plan, but also identify policies and programs and procedures and identify what should change. So there's power in those numbers, and we're empowered to move forward and start recommending any of those changes 
from a policy standpoint with the elected officials. But there's certainly things that we'll continue to work on and identify to figure out the best path forward and ensure that we're all leading from the same space and definitely have the same understanding of what our goal is. Okay. And so it doesn't sound like you're totally starting from scratch because there was things that have been put in place Mm -hmm. and continuing to build out that framework. Mm -hmm. So I have another question. So maybe the role is brand new and has never existed here. Does it exist in other cities in the U.S.? And are you friends with them, the people who do something similar to you? So the role definitely exists in other cities. So as I mentioned before, the title just varies. Okay. To be a diversity, equity, and inclusion manager or mm-hmm. an equity director. And I am starting to develop friendships with some of those other colleagues. So the Government Alliance for Race and Equity has a complete network. It's a member organization of okay. all of these other colleagues. And we have an opportunity to meet and discuss and share on a message board all of the the challenges that we may be encountering or share best practices. We like to borrow from each other. Good, yeah. Why recreate the wheel? (laughs) Why? There's nothing new under the sun. (laughs) Nothing new under the sun. So there really are some great networks for those that work in this space to be able to connect and collaborate and really figure out how do we shift the momentum together. Okay. So you're not alone. I'm not alone. You've got friends. I do. And you can have extra help if you need it. Absolutely. Okay. And I'm not afraid to ask. Listen, look, that's part of leadership. Do not be afraid to ask for help. Absolutely. No one ever became phenomenal alone. So I have another question. And maybe you and your colleagues have been able to chat about this on the message boards. But as you all embark on this journey to dismantle racism, Is it possible that privilege gets thrown down there as well? Like you dismantle racism and now privilege goes away too, specifically white privilege. That's the part that is such a challenge. The other thing I meant to mention about equity is just power. Mm. It's the giving up of power of those in positions of power to allow the other people to share in that power. Why would they want to do that, Why Nikki? would they want to do that? Why would they do that, Nikki? They don't. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm just like, how? Because when I think about privilege, if I have privilege to sit in this seat, that means if I lose my privilege, I either have to share the seat or give it up. It's all about how you look at it, though. Okay. For me, it's not necessarily about giving up power. Okay. It's about sharing the power with someone else so that we can all win. And so it just depends on the mindset of those who are afraid to give up the power. They feel like they're losing something, but there's value in diversity. Oh, yeah, value in having those shared voices. But again, not everyone is going to understand that <laughs> or be comfortable <laughs> with it. And that's unfortunate for them because they're missing out. Yeah, because when I think about Healthcare, housing, government, media, finance, academics. I feel like most of those things are controlled by white people. And so I guess what's their incentive, even on looking at it from city to city, what's their incentive to share? So that maybe they won't give it up, but to share. That's a great question. We would have to ask them because I don't have the answer. Listen, I think that's what we're all trying to figure out. We're all trying to figure that out. Right. So I have another question for you. 
When you think about Milwaukee and all the work that lies ahead for you and your team, do you think Milwaukee is different from other major metropolitan cities? I don't. Okay. I mean, I know we have all of these statistics that say Milwaukee is worse than, you know, we're the most segregated city. Mm -hmm. But I'm unable to identify any other cities that aren't dealing with these same issues. That might be on a different level. Okay. But I'm not able to firmly say that some other city or municipality is immune to racism. Right. I mean, it's something that everyone's tackling. We're all tackling. Got it. Regardless of maybe what the statistics look like, but we're all tackling this concept of racism. So when we think about Milwaukee, I've been hearing that there's like a lot of black flight, right? Like people are leaving. But with the focused work that you're doing, do you believe that with the work that the city's doing and maybe other organizations that Milwaukee will become a destination for Black business owners, Black families, and Black corporate citizens? I do. And maybe I'm just, well, you say a hopeless romantic. Right. (laughs) But again, I said I am cautiously optimistic. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that, again, we have some phenomenal people in the city, especially the African-American Leadership Alliance of Milwaukee. Oh, hey now. Plug, (laughs) plug. I mean, we are really invested to making sure that this is a destination for Black people and to stay and see the value that we have and to be able to pour that into generations that are coming behind us. Because if we're not here to be able to be that support system and to be those examples of leadership, who Mm -hmm. will they have to look up to? Yeah. And so it's incumbent upon us to be here and be present and be engaged and lift up our our future generation. So I'm hoping, I mean, I'll be honest, I have had times where I'm like, I'm ready to leave. Right, right. But this has always been my home Mm -hmm. and I'm not interested in allowing circumstances or situations to run me away. Right. So I'm dedicated to being here and supporting and uplifting and ensuring that we have as less amount of flight Mm -hmm. as possible. Yeah. So people can bloom where planted. Yes. And make this where they want to grow. Yes. Bloom where planted. I like that. Yes. So that they don't feel like they have to leave and run away. Okay. So I have one last question for you. When it comes to advancing racial equity here in Milwaukee, how do we fare compared to other municipalities or jurisdictions? If I'm being honest. (laughs) Please do. It's just us here. It's just us here. We certainly have some work to do. Okay. That's just an honest assessment. I think we have made the commitment to do better, Mm -hmm. but now we just have to be able to see and deliver some action and some different outcomes. And so that's often a question that I'm asked, like, where is Milwaukee on this spectrum? Mm -hmm. And our partners at Milwaukee County and the city of Madison have been engaged in this work for a long time. So it's kind of hard to compare ourselves and say, we should be exactly where they are in their journey. Right. Because they've been working at it longer than us. 
So we can't be at that same level. Mm -hmm. But I would say that there's definitely a commitment level to make sure that we get there. Yeah. At some point. Absolutely. I don't know that we can compare somebody else's chapter 20 to our chapter five. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we have a ways to go, but I'm excited about the fact that we've acknowledged that we should yeah. make some change. Hey, that's step one. That's step one. <laughs> we acknowledge, we've affirmed it and codified it in the ordinance. And so here we are. And so it's important that we hold ourselves accountable to make sure that it's just not a transactional change, but that we're transformative and that we are transparent in our process. And again, that we're accountable to the work that we do or don't do. Right. I know I said that was my last question, but it Brought up another thought. What if somebody has like ideas, somebody who lives here, they have ideas or thoughts or they want to help. Do they just call the city and say, hey, what if we do this? That's a great question. So we are still trying to figure out what that looks like. Okay. Do we create like a message board? Hmm. Do we create a suggestion form on the website? Quite naturally, we do receive emails from folks who are wanting to share their thoughts and opinions. So that is certainly fine. I think in this post-COVID age, we're still trying to figure out what that type of engagement looks like. But certainly, feel free to email us. We'll figure out what the next type of engagement looks like Mm -hmm. if we'll have a form. We're still trying to work that out internally, but we're really trying to figure out how do we make those changes internally? We have to fix what's Inside before we can start (laughs) working on the outside. Makes sense. But also part of our budget process, the community also has an opportunity to share those concerns. You can always share it with your elected officials. We would never discourage anyone from sharing their thoughts and opinions about how we move forward in this work. All right. Nikki, OMG, this has been such a pleasure. First of all, I love DEI. It's my jam. And so this has been such a wonderful and engaging conversation. Is there anything else that you want to share, lift up, add, drop into the collection plate? What you got for us as we wrap? Drop into the collection plate. Again, it's just that it's going to take everyone's true, authentic engagement for us to see some change. Mm -hmm. It has to be a collective effort. And for the allies that may be listening, Sometimes just listen, but also be supportive in that process and show up when we need you to. Yeah, to show, show up. up. Show up when we need you yes, to. Yes, yes. And thank you for the work that you've done thus far because we don't want to minimize that. But it's an exciting time. I'm thankful to be able to sit in this space and thankful to have so many other brilliant minds surrounded that I'm surrounded by to help move this forward. So thank you. Absolutely. It has been a pleasure, y'all. If you got questions, send an email, send a courier pigeon, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Morse code, whatever it takes. This is a joint effort. And so we hope that we will see you being transformative here in the city of Milwaukee. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. Absolutely. As always. Did you enjoy this episode of Alum Talks? Please share this episode with another incredible Black leader. Rate this episode five stars and follow us on social media. We are on LinkedIn and Facebook as Alum and Instagram as Alum Milwaukee. Remember, that's A-A-L-A-M-I-L-W-A-U-K-E-E. 
And if you've got questions or a topic recommendation, email us at info at alemmilwaukee.org. Alem, advancing leaders, accelerating change. Thank you.